Welcome back to the Believers Podcast. This is episode 29. I'm your host, Mikey D. Uh, better late than never. I am trying to stick to a Saturday schedule for the show. Um, but last night, my laptop was just like, no, actually, it's time to update. Um, and then I had to go to bed early to wake up at unholy hours of the morning <clears throat> of this morning to go to work. Um, so the show's a day late, but better late than never. Um, <laughs> but today's show is definitely going to be a fun one. Definitely a jammed packed show for today. I'm going to talk about Vegas because holy fucking shit, I was very wrong on where I'd placed that team in the standings. Um, uh, Leafs recap of the past week. Um, couple of L's, but honestly, there was a little bit of effort, so... Uh, you got to take the good with the bad, and we'll get into that. Um, uh, fucking, oh, a lot of good stuff for Hockey History 101. Get ready for class. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and then, <laughs> show's a day late, so I got another pack of cards here. So, uh, to wrap up the show today, I got five packs of Tim Hortons hockey cards to open up. So, to get into it, with Vegas... Yeah, holy fucking shit, I was very wrong. Uh, I placed them, I can't recall if it was 5th place or 6th place, but it was definitely out of a playoff spot in their division. Um, last year was um, the first year since they've joined the league that they've missed the playoffs. It Definitely a huge step back for the team. And I thought this year was going to be another year of that for them, where, you know, they're going to miss the playoffs again. Um, retool here and there. But holy shit, no, it is not. Um, so the thing is, on, on the ESPN website, when you go to a specific team on the side, you'll see the score of that game, and then also a green W or a red L. Um... And going over Se uh, Seattle, uh, going over Vegas, um, this was at least a couple days ago when I had seen it. Um, nine out of their last ten were green Ws for, uh, for wins. Um, and the thing I noticed with the scores is, yes, there's a couple of one-goal games here and there. The Leafs... When they played the Leafs this past week, it was a one-goal overtime game. Um, but I found a more majority of the games were won by two goals or more. So this team is fucking scoring out the wazoo. So what I did was I looked up the their roster and seeing, okay, where is the scoring coming from? Is it coming from a specific player? Maybe a, a thrill of a player? One hopes. Um, so I looked it up. I looked up their roster, and just about everyone has gotten one or more goals. I think there was at least I I want to say a maximum of two players that had zero goals. I'm like, you got really, really <laughs> on a team that's basically all scoring. You guys don't have anything. That's in that sounds insane. Um, this team is definitely fucking gelling. Um, uh, there were two players in particular that I looked up the stats for, and the first one 
is the thrill himself. I looked up Phil the Thrill, and currently in 16 games, he has three goals, four assists for seven points. And I I still believe, you know, we're a month into, into the new season. I still believe he can hit 20 goals. He's already at three people. He's going to get there. Um, and the other player, because the reason why I, I wanted to do this segment is I was watching the highlights for the Vegas Buffalo game from last week. And <laughs> fucking Jack Eichel had himself a fucking game against his former team. Uh, getting four points, netting a hattie. Um, and there was the one celebration he, he did. I can't recall if it was the first goal, second goal, whatever. Um, but he gets the goal, and then he just kind of goes to the crowd, waving his arms up, are you not entertained? Um, <laughs> just um, this beast, a healthy Jack Eichel. And in 16 games played, he has nine goals, 10 assists for 19 points. That's, he is a fucking man on a mission. Um, yeah, this is, it's a revenge tour for, uh, for Jack Eichel for sure. Yeah. So in the actual standings, da, 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 I'm on the NHL's, uh, standing site right now. Uh, so in the division section, here we go. Uh, yeah, they're first overall in the Pacific. Uh, 16 games played, 13 wins, 3 losses, 0 overtimes, 26 points. Um, that's very much not where I had had them. <laughs> uh, what was it? I know the other day when I did check for the overall league, they were first overall. But uh, looking at the standings currently right now, Sunday night, Sunday evening, whatever... Um, Boston is first overall. They had just beaten Vancouver a couple of hours ago. Uh, but Vegas is second overall. Um, with just one more loss underneath Boston. Um, yeah. I, I was very wrong on this team. Holy shit. Um, but, uh, you know what? To wrap up this segment, um, Vegas is doing really good. And I cannot wait for them to see them wear their new reverse retros because those things are fucking gorgeous. And I absolutely love them. I They glow in the dark. Like, how can you not love that? Um, now, to segue right into the Leafs with reverse retros, uh, the Leafs had started, started their week playing a team that was wearing their reverse retros. Ayo. Uh, so Carolina was wearing their reverse retros. Um, so with the first batch of the reverse retro jerseys, Carolina went with the Hartford nod. It was a gray jersey. There were some green and blue stripes. And it was the Hartford Whalers logo. And then the whale patch on the shoulders. It was beautiful. Honestly, I wouldn't have mind even if they did like, well, the Hartford Whalers, but in red, um, well, in Carolina's colors, um, it would be something, but like, it's definitely better than what these ones are. So these ones are, they're red jerseys, there's black striping, uh, and then word, word mark canes going down, 
Um, it just kind of looks like a home jersey of their away jersey. And, uh, yeah, just, it, I mean, it's it looks nice in action and on the ice and all that. Um, it kind of did have, a, like, a New Jersey Devils jersey look to it. Um, well, when you're looking at it from afar, um, yeah, that's missed opportunity. Um, but you know what wasn't a missed opportunity? The Leafs to come out with two points from that game. Um, <laughs> uh, Yarncroke, Tavares, Nylander all getting goals. Uh, Shelgren with 29 saves for a .967. Had to be 67 save percentage. Um, <laughs> um, so the only thing with even though that the Leafs had won, there was something about that game against Carolina. I was just I was watching the game and I'm like, this feels slow and boring for two teams that are not slow and boring. Like I, I for me, I will forgive the Leafs for you know, if they look tired, if they play tired. They played the previous night, they played an inspired game of hockey against Boston. Um, but then not only that, they had to travel from Toronto to Carolina to play the Hurricanes um, for a game that started less than 24 hours uh, after the, the Saturday game had started. So the Saturday game was 7 p.m. The Sunday game was 5 p.m. Um, Carolina, I don't believe they had played Saturday, but I think they had a back-to-back -back on like Thursday, Friday, something like that. Um, but yeah, even like, again, just both teams look tired. It, it felt like a, just a boring game for two teams that shouldn't be boring. Um, but you know what? Two points. I don't care. Let's go, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so talking about Vegas earlier, uh, the Leafs had played Vegas on Tuesday. Uh, the Leafs lost in overtime. That's only a one-goal game. The Leafs still get a pity point out of that. A, ah, it is what it is. Um, the only thing with with the game against Vegas is um, the well, the Leafs played for you know a good chunk of it. They just didn't start on time. In the first period, and they didn't start on time in overtime, but they were competitive for the majority of the game, which is, yeah, they were. You know what? When you go to work, you can't tell me you don't you don't put in a hundred percent effort throughout the whole entire day. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? The the Leafs played. They at least got the point out of uh, out of Vegas. And again, Vegas is one of the best fucking teams in the league right now. We were we were lucky to even get one out of that one, um, and then we go fast forward to Friday where they play Pittsburgh. Um, they had a beautiful pregame ceremony for the um, Hall of Fame inductees. It's the Hall of Fame weekend, um, but honestly, it felt like. With the in, the inductees and all that, it felt like more of the spotlight was on uh, Toronto Maple Leaf legend Porgy Selming, and uh, yeah, it was just honestly it was really nice seeing uh, Daryl Sittler just wave uh, Selming's arm to the crowd. 
um, and even a wiping away a tear. Just it, it that was a really beautiful ceremony. Um, and uh, so to get into the game, something I had found out after the game is Keith went into this game coaching his 200th career uh, NHL regular season game, and he entered the game with a record of 123 wins, 54 losses, and 22 overtimes. Um, after the game, it went up to 55. Fuck. <laughs> um, honestly, still the most winningest head coach in this franchise's history, which is, that's awesome to think about. Um, and, uh, yeah, so for this one, I was kind of really hoping um, the Leafs would pull out a win because Pittsburgh and even Washington haven't been t doing too good lately. Um, and with Pittsburgh, at least going into this game, they were 1-3-1 in their last five games going into this one. Um, I'm not sure if it's injuries or if it's what everyone had predicted and they're finally uh, old and breaking down, which is what we had all said about Boston. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, I'm not sure what, what went on, but, uh, at least in that game, um, the, the Leafs were in it. Yeah. Marner and, and Matthews didn't get on the, on the scoreboard, but Nylander was, uh, he was determined to, um, uh, to put the team on his back and carry, carry them to the W in this one. Um, with like, that's just awesome to see. Um, even though unfortunately they came out with the L, um, but shit happens at least, uh, a good chunk of the team. They were competitive throughout the game. Um, Shelgren looked really good. Um, he usually, if anything, um, he's looked really good. Yes. He's let in some easy ones once he should have had, um, but I'm liking Shelgren more and more with each game. Yes, he lets in one easy one, but a lot of the other ones um, that get past him are like, okay, that was a fucking rocket of a shot, um, or there was such a mess, scramble in front of the net. Um, but yeah, with at least just like letting in, letting in one or two, whatever uh, shit happens. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from, uh, Shelgren with each game. And, uh, yeah, coming out of the loss against Pittsburgh, he had a .864 save percentage. Um, and, and then, yeah, so they played yesterday. Um, they played against Vancouver. There was another ceremony. Um, I had missed it, uh, walking home from work. Um, but I'd seen some clips on Twitter uh, and it looked like another tearjerker of a, uh, of a ceremony for, for Selmin. Um, but, uh, what was nice to see in this game is Matthews finally getting on the, the scoreboard. He ripped a fucking bomb of a goal and, uh, Johnny T and Marner getting the assist, which is nice to see our cores is gelling. Here we go. Um, Oh my God. And then Engvall scored. There was such a, uh, just a mess of Vancouver and Toronto players in front of Vancouver's net. And of all the fucking players to score a goal, Pierre Engvall <laughs> scores. 
in an open, wide open fucking net. Um, just awesome. Just I'm honestly I'm happy to see Engvall uh, get a goal. I really liked his game last year. He he got 20 goals. He's um, just an energizing player to watch, like a fun player to watch. Um, and he's definitely taken a step back this year. Um, but I'm hoping he, he can pick up his game. Um, hopefully this can be the start of, uh, the next 20 goal season for, for Engvall. Um, and then <laughs> for his, uh, debut with the Maple Leafs, this motherfucker gets the game winning goal. Uh, Jordy Ben and not, so in just under 18 minutes played, he had four hits nine shots and one of them went in baby oh man um yeah just that was and the celly um just the fucking screaming bearded grizzly adams um screaming at matthews and matthews coming in for a hug and just um what's funny with matthews's celebrations is he looks like he he doesn't look interested in his own goals, but when it's a teammate's goal, this man is fired the fuck up. <laughs> um, honestly, there's something about if he gets the assist or if he's just on the ice, but he looks more energetic for a teammate's goal than his own goals. Um, yeah, so... And uh, for Shelgren coming out of uh, yesterday's game, the man has a uh, save percentage of .933. Ooh, baby. Um, yeah, I, again, I'm liking Shelgren more and more with each game. Um, and you know what? Okay, yeah, the Leafs lost against Pittsburgh. Oh, it's another Leafs loss. da 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 da, da. Uh, Actually, we are into November, and if you look at November... The Leafs have only had one regulation loss in November because in their last six games, they are 4-1-1. One, one. Ooh. Ooh, is the sky falling, Leafs Nation? No, it is not. It is okay. We are okay. And even what's funny is, so I'm on the NHL standings website. Here we go. Um, entire league. No, no, no. Let's go to the division. See where the Leafs land. Oh, baby, that's beautiful. Okay, so the Leafs are second. The team that shall not be named uh, is in first Boston. Boston's in first place. Um, but Toronto's in second place. In 16 games played, there's eight wins, five losses, uh, three overtimes for 19 points. This team is fine. They're gelling. Uh, I've said it in a previous episode. It takes at least 15 to 20 games for for you to see what kind of team you, you have for the rest of the season. And this team is... Yes, there's inconsistencies, but there's also um, consistencies and they're starting to gel. Um, like, they're scoring coming from not just uh, the top six here and there, but also the bottom six is scoring... Um, I'm not too worried about the goaltending, um, despite it's not a situation we should be in, but 
you know what, we're getting Matt Murray back. We were supposed to have him back um, for Saturday's game, but before before that game, it, it came out that he'll be back uh, going into this week, so maybe he might get the start on Tuesday. Um, yeah, goaltending, I'm not too worried about. Um, defense, Justin Hall needs to be traded because just... Um, I don't know. There's something about Hall's game this year where he just, he looks cartoonishly bad. Just, um, there was, I want to say it was last year or maybe the season before Buffalo, just everything that team did was cartoonishly bad. Like, um, I think they had a, um, too many men penalty. And then when you see it on, on replay, it looked like half of the roster was going out onto the ice. Um, a lot of players were bumping into each other, tripping over or falling over ice and all that. Like it was, it was just silly, um, to see that from an NHL team. Um, and honestly, I just, that same vibe, that same Buffalo Sabres vibe, again, last season or two seasons ago, um, I'm getting that vibe from Justin Hall. Like, yeah, he's had good moments here and there, whatever. But just there's been more, like, just cartoonishly bad. Like, you could play play his highlights to the Benny Hill theme. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, this team is, is starting to get it going. Uh, I bet you by the end of this month, they'll have more wins. If anything, I'm curious to see if they could, uh, you know what? Cause they only have one loss in November. They actually might be able to, uh, beat last season's November record. So the thing with last season is the Leafs had the most win winningest November in, in the franchise's history, which is Again, uh, over a hundred years old, and it's absurd to think um, it's never happened before. Um, so, if if they win every game in November, they could beat their their record from last season. Um, I'm excited to see if they do it. I I want to believe. I again, we all come to this show to believe for the best, and I'm gonna say yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, yeah, there's going to be losses here and there. Um, but honestly, did anyone expect the Leafs to have the most winningest November last year? And, uh, yeah, so to move on here, uh, we've got the three stars of the week. So these are throughout all the games in the week. If there's one game, two games, or in this past week, four, um, who are the players that stood out the most throughout all the games? Who was the best? Uh, so at number three, I have Timothy Jimothy Lilligren uh, for two goals against Vegas. And even during an intermission interview, the man calls himself out saying he had a two-goal game looking for a hattie, and he said he, had a, he was having a bad game. Um... <laughs> Man, if you're getting two goals and you're saying that's a bad game, like, no, man, you're doing good. You're doing real good. Um, <laughs> and at number two is William Nylander because just this man uh, poured his heart and soul 
into every game this week. He was doing all the right things in the right places, right spots, right time. Um, he played with passion. He played with heart. And especially in the loss against Pittsburgh and in the win against Vancouver, just this man was on a mission to impress the first star of the week, Toronto Maple Leaf legend, National Hockey League legend, Borgi Salming. Just what a beautiful standing ovation that he got from the city. Um, th this was his weekend, and just, um, yeah. A round of applause for the man himself. Um, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, <laughs> and so... Moving on into upcoming games and predictions, um, Leafs had a day off today. At least I'm I'm actually watching Seattle play Winnipeg, and it's two one Seattle right now. And um, Seattle's actually wearing their reverse retros, and I'm still very indifferent about these jerseys because like the colors are nice, the colors, the striping, it's nice. Um, I mean the logo is cool, but just it would have been cool if it was a secondary logo or even just done something entirely else. Um, yeah, maybe even do um, the Seattle Metropolitans. That, that would have been a fun little nod. Um, maybe next time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the Leafs, they play Pittsburgh on Tuesday. Oh, joy. Um, but again, we come to this show to believe for the best. I'm going to say the Leafs win 2-0 over Pittsburgh. Um, I find when the Leafs play Pittsburgh, it's either a close a close game or a blowout game on either side. Um, and again, believe for the best, I'm going to say it's it'll be a 2-0 Leafs win. Um, and then on Thursday, my Devils buddy is going to be hyped up for this one because the Leafs play the Devils. Um... Johnny Boy, if you're listening to this, let's get a coffee bet going. <laughs> um, and you know what? I want to see a high-scoring game from this. I think this is going to be a wild one uh, with the tear that the New Jersey Devils have been on. I'm going to say the Leafs win 7-6 in overtime in this one. Um, and I've picked up a couple of uh, Devils players in fantasy, and I'm hoping... They can uh, bring me around because I've fallen right from like second, third place. I've fallen right to the bottom of the barrel. I'm dead last in a league of eight other people. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping the Devils can help me out in that regard. <laughs> and um, But the Leafs still need to come out with the two points. Um, and then on Saturday, the Leafs play Buffalo. That'll be a fun one. Um, and I'm going to say the Leafs win six to four. Um, I like, I like high scoring. I know I've said it many times before, but I do enjoy a good high scoring game, especially on Saturday night. Um, <laughs> so to get into today's class of hockey history, one Oh one. Um, Oh shit. Actually. Well, the day is wrong because all of these notes were for yesterday, um, November 12th, and this show is being recorded on the 13th. Um, <laughs> sometimes life happens, you know? But uh, 
on November 12th, 1931, uh, the first ever NHL game was played at Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, the owner at the time, Con Smythe, he got the arena built in just five months. Uh, and what was crazy to, to read is um, the crowd of 13 plus uh, 13,000 plus people paid between 95 cents to two dollars and 75 cents for tickets are you fucking kidding me can we can we go back to that when tickets cost that much um and then even what was just ballsy to read is the uh at the time the toronto captain hap day said pre-game that the leafs will win the stanley cup that year they lost the first game ever uh to chicago two to one but the winning the Stanley Cup prediction did come true. They did win the Stanley Cup that year. Lost the battle. Won the war. Let's go, baby. <laughs> and uh, on November 12th, it's funny to read November 12th, but um, it's being recorded on the 13th. I, fuck. Um, November 12th, 1950, Turk Broda recorded his 60th career shutout, leading the Leafs to a 6-0 win over the Boston Bruins. Uh, rookie Danny Lewicki scored two goals and an assist, and Max Bentley had a goal and two assists in that win. Um, let's go, baby, taking down the Bruins. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> the one non-leaf fact I have for, for yesterday, for the 12th, is November 12th, 1983, the Edmonton Oilers set a team record with their eighth straight victory by beating the Detroit Red Wings 7-3. And Gretzky had scored his 20th career hat trick in that game. And he also got two assists in that win. That's just... <laughs> um, if I'm going to do any Edmonton Oilers stuff, it's there's definitely it's going to be a fuckload of Gretzky in there. Um, and then the last... Uh, fact for today's hockey history class <laughs> November 12th 1998 um, it, it's funny I should remember this but I, I fuck it I can't remember last week um, <laughs> Matt Sundin scored three straight goals for his sixth career hat trick and an assist as the Maple Leafs won 10-3 over Chicago and this was the first time in a decade where Chicago had allowed 10 goals in a game. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Alright, let me get into the, uh, the Hawks cards. They're just fucking calling my name. Um, I know I've seen a couple of 10-goal games here and there, but I don't recall if it's had Chicago. I think there was one... Uh, Pittsburgh, because I, I dislike Pittsburgh. Um, ooh, it's a golden superstar. Here we go. Kale McCarr. That's nice. Timo Meyer, not bad. Andre Shesnikov. I, these are, well, Meyer might be a new one. But, uh, Andre off of Carolina, that's definitely a double. I, getting to the end of Tim Horn's uh, with these cards, and yeah, a lot of these are just doubles at this point. It's all right. Oh, another superstar card, Mark Shifley. Not bad. 
Chris Letang off of Pittsburgh and John Klingberg off of Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a mediocre pack is what you call that. Um the Mark Shifley card's not bad. I mean those superstar cards look really cool. Red Shaney card. Miro Hishkinen, not bad. Trevor Zegras, fuck yeah. I <laughs> honestly I didn't expect Anaheim to be as bad as they are this year. I, I don't know, just the vibe I was getting. Uh, Trevor Zegras being um, one half of the cover athletes for the new NHL game. I, I don't know. I, I was expecting Anaheim to be a lot better. And the last card in this pack, Jacob Markstrom, goaltender for the Calgary Flames. Not bad. Okay. That Zegras card is definitely... I do not have Trevor Zegras from this year. So that's... I got a new card at least. Not bad. Oh my god, fuck, these packs are... Some are, like, really easy to open, and others are just like, no. Here we go. So another red shiny card, Jordan Kairou. I know I have the regular card of this, but I don't... I can't recall if I have the red shiny card, but I do now. I do now. Sam Reinhardt off of Florida and off off Marone Jordan Bennington the fucking sore loser um, He was good The year the Blues won the cup and every year since then he's been a downhill spiral of a wannabe bully um, Starting to want to fight players and this and that shoving, uh, shoving his body into other players um, just a sore loser. Oh my god. Okay. So in the last pack, it is a flow of time card. So it's this year's 3D cards where you move them and, um, the player kind of moves. It looks really fucking cool. Um, flow of time, Patrice Bergeron. I hate Boston, but god damn it. You, like, Bergeron's a really likable guy. Um, that's nice. Uh, honestly, I find the flow of time, these 3D cards, they were really common this year. Like, I got Anze Kopitar and um, Brent Burns in, like, back-to-back -back packs. Like, yeah, these 3D cards are easy to come by this year. Thomas Chabot. Oof. I think he just went on IR, actually. Or something. Um, and Vladimir Tarasenko. Nice. I actually like Tarasenko. That's a nice note to end on. So I'm going to end the show there. Um, <laughs> uh, the next episode will be the show's 30th episode. It will come out on Saturday. I don't work Saturday. I don't work this weekend. Um, so the show, there will be a new show after the Leafs game. Um, Yes, it'll be the Dirty 30. Um, looking to make it a fun one for sure. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> I uh, completely forgot to do it in the last episode because I was fucking drunk off my ass. But <laughs> to do it in this episode, you can follow my personal socials, Twitter and Instagram. It's at MikeyD underscore 392. <laughs> 
and the show on social um, at Believers Pod. Until next time, uh, be good, have fun, and uh, don't stop believing. Peace.